Hey, what is good? It's me, your friend, the neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and welcome to Bobo's Block. Um, if this is your first time joining us, thank you for tuning in on this block party I have every time that I step behind the mic. And if this is your 46th, 47th, whatever time it is, what up, dog? It has been good to see you, man. Thank you for coming back and kicking it with me one more time. And of course, I must start off the show as I always do by letting you know that this show is sponsored solely by my Patreon. Patreon is where you can do the most good and the most help for Bobo's Block. It is where our bread and butter is how I keep the lights on around here. I want to thank all of my Patreons. Shout out to all of the blockheads down there. Um, thank you for all the good that you do for this show and the support that you give me um if you want to become a patreon you can go ahead and join by tripping over to patreon.com forward slash bobo that is patreon.com forward slash b-o-b-b-o there you can find multiple tiers to donate or submit into there you can even give a custom pledge or whatever um we have multiple tiers that fit your budget so yeah go ahead and check us out and help us out here on the show by staying up and running Oh, man. So I am back for another week. I do want to thank you guys for <laughs> joining me here. Um, it it really is going to be a really good week. I'm excited about the Nerdgasm today. If you haven't read the title, it's called Heroes Don't Do That. You'll see why it's called that in a minute. But let's go ahead and get into the update. Woo! I still don't have update noise. I have like the whole round the net effect or whatever, but I don't have an update noise. We'll figure it out one day. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, Bobby Ledger will be in action. Hopefully, um, again soon, we have had a match or two at the pro wrestling visions, um, dojo and you guys probably won't be able to check it out like you normally do on Twitch, but, um, there will be video coming out and I'll go ahead and try and post it up when it, when it is available. Um, and yeah, check out for any matches or anything that I may be putting up on my social medias and all that good stuff. Um, I'm trying to think, what else do I have? Um, I want to give a shout out to Virtuous Con that just happened um, previously on the 19th through the 20th. Um, a great convention, great panels, great everything. Thank you guys for putting that on virtually for us right now when cons are getting back up in the swing of things, but there are a lot of people who we can't get into the same place at the same time. So this was a, a great, great thing that you guys put on. Shout out to Virtuous Con. Um, I am in the con mood. I'm itching to do a panel. So hopefully um, I'll get you guys more info on that soon. I don't want to probably submit panel ideas to different local cons here in Jacksonville, Florida that we have coming up. So I know for sure that um, I will be attending some more local cons such as like Ancient City Con and Wasabi Con. So look out for your friendly neighborhood nerd on these in these streets. Um, dopely, <laughs> we have a lot more things coming up meetup wise um so if i let you guys know where i'm going to be at like certain events or certain um um like like not parties but like poetry open mics things like that so you guys keep on the lookout for that i am <laughs> i am kind of ready to get out back out and perform so we'll see how that goes okay huh, um i think that's about it for the update so i'm gonna go ahead and get into Around the net. And this week's Around the Net is pretty dope. Um, we have a couple things on the docket for you guys, so I'm excited to talk about it. So let's go ahead and start it off with our first story on the docket. So 
you guys know that Snake Eyes has been like a sleeper that just came out of nowhere with um, Henry Golding as like the main lead and stuff like that. And, and we, we've just gotten a new trailer and it gives you way more backstory, way more in-depth um, plot line to Snake Eyes and what this movie is really going to be about. They've changed some pivotal points in the actual casting and things like that, but they, they kind of kept the story the same. Like, um, Snake Eyes is still, I believe, probably going to be like an American foreigner who's get brought into this family because um, there's, there's other different different circumstances that, that we saw in the G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra movie. But you will still get Storm Shadow. You'll still get um, the Cobra organization in this. Like, you're going to get a lot of good G.I. Joe content. I'm actually pretty excited about it. I mean, maybe... May not be too hesitant to watch it, but like it's going to be something that's on my list. So yeah, definitely for sure. Check out Snake Eyes' new trailer that just dropped this week. Um, it'll be on YouTube. If I'll probably try and put a link to it in the description or so, help out as well. So moving along in the docket, let's go ahead and um talk about a funny situation that happened. So um I want to say who over the weekend, like probably around like Friday or so, like that, like that. Um, <laughs> a lot of people got random emails from HBO Max, and we didn't know what was going on. We thought it may have been hacked, or somebody may have just like said, um, gotten to our personal information, our compromised stuff like that, or whatever. But HBO Max released a statement this weekend and said, "Hi, we mistakenly sent out an empty test email to a portion of our HBO Max mailing list this evening." We apologize for the inconvenience, and as the jokes pile in, yes, it was the intern. No, really, it was, and we're helping them through it. Heart emoji. And I believe that's so, like, it's awesome because it actually brought around a conversation of a lot of people who fucked up doing their their very high-pressure jobs. Like, a couple of these things really were were funny. Like, um, a lot of people were basically doing, like, letters to the intern and um like i said someone was like i they once dropped an entire like product production database when they were an intern somebody was like i was putting personal information on the on the full work calendar where all my employees all my um co-workers could see it like their intern here's the time i caught netflix having a production data issue and <laughs> it was like <laughs> So yeah, like it's like it's it's okay to, to mess up, man. It's really happens to all of us, but again, it's where we learn. And I'm glad that HBO Max and also the people of the internet didn't go too hard on this person, on this intern. And yeah, man, like it, it's 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 a valuable lesson. So hopefully that intern kid's gotten through it. He's gotten a, he or she has gotten a laugh out of it. Or they apologies, um, they've gotten a laugh out of it, and they can move forward without the anxiety of that holding over their head. So yeah. Again, shout outs to that HBO Max team. I'm super happy to see that you guys are understanding. So, moving on in the docket, we finally have the date. Well, I think we had it before, but it's finally here. It's took, it feels like it's taken forever. What I'm talking about specifically, LeVar Burton is finally hosting Jeopardy. <sighs> So back a couple months ago when Jeopardy was like, okay, we're trying to fill out um, guest hosts for this season. And we were like, 
LeVar Burton, and they kept giving us everybody else, and we were just like, LeVar Burton. And they kept casting any other Joe Schmo that they thought had notoriety, and we were like, LeVar Burton. And they were like, all right, fuck. And they gave us LeVar Burton. Um, yes, so happy that he has gotten to feel the shoes of a good friend of his and host Jeopardy. Um, LeVar is a very treasured person and not only just the black nerd community, but the nerd and geek community overall. He is one of the most beloved dads <laughs> um, in the, in the, in the sphere. Like he's, he's so dope. I love LeVar Burton. So he, um, he did host a, a week, I believe of Jeopardy, or at least it, they're having it here. Um, as a couple of days, I think it's like four to yeah, four to five days. Um, cause I don't think Jeopardy airs on Friday. So it's going to be four days. So the 26th of July through the 30th of July, the episodes that LeVar Burton hosted will be airing on whatever your channel that Jeopardy comes on. So check your local listings. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that and see when you can catch, um, LeVar Burton being one of the dopest people in America so happy to see that like it it makes my heart feel filled with joy all right so next up on the docket we have more casting news coming out of john wick 4 my god like john wick 4 has really like but like turned up the fucking heat when it comes to these actors and actresses that they are bringing in so john wick 4 adds the west the west world and um mortal kombat alum actor hiroyuki sanada and if you don't know the name, you definitely know the face. He was just recently Scorpion on the um, the recent Mortal Kombat incarnation that we've had. He's been in countless movies. He was on HBO's Westworld. He was in um, Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. He was also in a lot of good um, Japanese um, films as well. And he was playing, well, one notably was The Twilight Samurai. Um, he's, he's a very very prolific actor and he's very good actor behind the like i said behind the camera like oh my god i can't wait to see they've really been stepping it up with the addition of donnie yen and rena sawanyama and um shamir anderson like again john wick four looks to be like it looks to be straight flames weird story off the off the cup i honestly did not care about john wick when he first came out um i'm not like oh my god it's the greatest movie ever now but like i enjoy the the actual like ride that is has provided me as a movie experience john wick is very good like but i i I do believe it lives up to the hype but i'm still not on the train but yes john wick 4 looks to be shaping up to be amazing and it looks like they're um filming in paris um or at least france germany and japan so it's going to be a globe trotting little event so i'm excited i hope you guys are excited as well for john wick 4 let's see what they get into with this okay all right so next up on the docket um we have big news coming out of the hollywood walk of fame so honestly i feel like the walk of fame is something that we really have slowly forgotten like people still get stars but like it's not even the people that you think are ones you feel should get them but i think they're changing that around now we're getting more into the modern era of stars who are now deserving of getting a 
a patch or, or, or a square on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So they've announced the 2021 and 2022 class of stars that will be getting a getting a recognition on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So let me go ahead and read you off the the nominee are the people who are getting stars in 2021. So for a category of motion pictures, it'll be Josh Brolin, John, Don Cheadle, Morris Chestnut, Benedict Cumberbatch, Zac Efron, Giancarlo Gianni, Shia LaBeouf, Jimmy Smits, Naomi Watts, and a double star for the Ally McGraw and Ryan O'Neill. That was, that is a big major Thing because those two um, deserve that star together, and is if you know the story, you know. So yeah, um, in the category of television, you have Nick Cannon, Courtney Cox, Marla Gibbs, Jennifer Lewis, finally, Lori Lenny, Judge Greg Mathis, Doctor Mehet Oz, Sarah Paulson, Peter Roth, and Christian Slater. In the category of recording, you have the Shylights, Kelly Clarkson, Missy Elliott. Yes, Anna Gabriel, Jefferson Airplane, The Judds, Don McLean, Salt and Pepper is here, Trisha Yearwood, and Charlie Parker. Um, posthumous people who will be getting, um, yeah, Charlie Parker will also be getting his posthumous. Um, in the category of theater and live performance, you have Sarah Brightson, Luciano Pavarotti, posthumous, and August Wilson, also posthumous. In the category of radio, you have my. Like inspiration, big boy. <laughs> of course, he's no longer big boy anymore. He, he's big boy, but he ain't big no more. Yeah, he's been an iconic voice in the radio industry, and like he deserves, he really deserves. So dope shit for big boy, and dope shit for Missy, dope shit for all the people in in 2021. And also, we again we got the 2022 um, Walk of Fame. People, uh, Walk of Fame class as well, okay? So in the category of most in pictures, we have Francis Ford Coppola, we have Macaulay Culkin, very weird, William Defoe, Selma Hayek, James Hong, Helen Hunt, Michael B. Jordan, Regina King, yes, Ray, Ray Liotta, Ewan McGregor, Adam McKay, Jason Momoa, Tessa Thompson, and Carrie Fisher, posthumous. In, in the category of television, we have Byron Allen, Greg Berlanti, Ricky Gervais, Peter Krause, Bob Odenkirk, Holly Robinson-Pete, which she should have been had one, Tracy Ellis Ross, same, Gene Smart, Ming-Na Wen, yes, and Kenan Thompson. Kenan Thompson has a, is going to have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That, uh, all right, got to keep going. In recording, we have Black Eyed Peas, George Clinton, Ashanti Douglas, DJ Khaled, Avalor Veen, Los Huracans del Norte, Martha Rives, and Ermias Nipsey Hussle, um, Esh Godum. He's going to have the post-humorous as well. Um, in theater and live performance, you have Patti Lupone, uh, Lupon, yeah, M uh, Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr., and Angelica Vale. Um, in the category of radio, you have Richard Blade. In the category of sports entertainment, you'll have Michael Strahan. So that's a really big thing. Michael Strahan has been really knocking out barriers for a lot of things, just let alone being just like a sports athlete who's transitioning into like radio and television and making his own brand, man. Like he's a really dope guy. I'm glad to see he's getting the recognition for all the work that he's put into it. So, yeah. 
dope stuff. That is the Hollywood Walk of Fame class for 2021 and 2022. Who are some of your favorites that are on there? Hit me up in the comments below. Let me know and all that good stuff. Or who do you want to see on the Walk of Fame? Who are some of the people that inspire you that you feel that should be on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? All right. See ya. All right, moving along next up on the docket. So um, we got big news today. I, I normally don't talk sports or whatever. I don't know talk sports that aren't pro wrestling. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we have a big, big um, decision that came out of the Supreme Court of the United States today um, that the Supreme Court unanimously, unanimously ruled that the NCAA limits on college students receiving compensation has to stop. Um, the NCAA has always had a rule about students receiving compensation, such as money, gifts, um, anything that would make it to where they're like actually like actually given something for the, the dedication and the, the time that they put in. And they're always like, oh, you're getting an education. But like, dude, you make billions of dollars off of these children and they literally see nothing of it. Like, so getting some gifts or getting some monetary, like replication for it, like it's, it is needed um, because these these kids literally these kids put a good chunk of their life into the college system especially in the athletic college system and like to to not be able to co- like capitalize on their own brand which they are building at the point is preposterous and i'm glad that the supreme court has finally saw that saw the same thing as we have so on monday the u.s supreme court ruled against the ncaa in case about limits on compensation for student athletes in an opinion written by justice neil grouch the court unanimously upheld a lower court's ruling saying that the ncaa cannot limit education related benefits such as computers paid internships tutoring study abroad programs and musical instruments that colleges can provide for student athletes um, that's a big thing because again, like I said, it's, they're trying to give them more than just the, I'm getting an education. So I'm really applaud the Supreme court for upholding that. And hopefully we'll see what happens in the future. All right. So moving on in the docket, <laughs> funny news coming out of TikTok. So, um, you guys know that TikTok is literally the thing that popped off during the pandemic and it, it got hot because of the dances and trends and stuff that a lot of black creatives created and they were basically kind of stolen and then taken on somewhere else and then made notable notable by other white and Asian TikTokers. So um normally we would now be seeing, especially with a new Megan the Stallion song out, um shout outs to Thought Shit, go stream it. Uh, we would be seeing a new TikTok dance out by now, right? Wrong. So black TikTok has kind of collectively come together and said that we're not making any more dances. We're not going to let our creative um, properties fall into the hands of this app once again. And then you guys take it from whoever makes it makes the hot new thing. And then you just basically copy that and become famous and get rich. Not even... And thing is, it's weird because people are like, well, how can you make money off of this stuff? Like they are either they either um, get paid out for the views and streams that they get. They get paid to come out to television shows and get paid to come on interviews with news stations and stuff like that. Like you, there are ways you can make money off of this, off of this stuff. And there's no way you tell me that they would get the same opportunity 
um, if given to a black child that that you've given to say such a a white um tiktoker or a white celebrity who did the dance pretty good so like yeah it's sad because you're seeing what white tiktok has to offer and it's nothing it's really nothing like they're struggling they they're just like kind of swaying around and mm, like it's like hey someone needs to get ass on my thigh shit and they're like they're they don't know what to do and you see that it's black TikTok, and it's always the same thing. It's usually black creators that create the pulse of whatever social media platform that you're on. And once you take away the sauce, the meat is dry. The people that you feel like you could go to, these oh wonderful TikTok dancers, they're only copying what little black girls and black boys have put out into the into the app, and they're just like, oh, I could do it too. Like they they haven't contributed anything of value especially to trending things especially trending topics songs or whatever they haven't contributed anything of value that they can call their own and this this whole thought shit um boycott is actually showing it it's giving is not giving you what it's supposed to be giving as someone would say <laughs> so yeah man like it, it's it's good to see black tiktokers taking control of their narrative and also taking control of their 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 brands and like hey I'm not going to keep being used to to help you make money. So good for you. Good for y'all, man. Good for y'all kids out there. So that's dope. Um, all right. Whew. So we have a couple more things left on the docket, and then we'll re- go into a musical break, okay? So um, we actually got first looks at the Supergirl costume that will be worn by Sasha Cali. Um, on the Flashpoint movie set, and it looks great. Um, who bless me? <laughs> it looks great, and honestly, there are a lot of people who don't know what's going on because Sasha, she doesn't have the blonde hair, blue eyes that um Kara Kara L has. She has a very dark hair, short cut, and um Tom Taylor actually was able to come and shed some light on this. So Tom Taylor tweeted, In 2014, Bruno Rando and I created a new Supergirl named Laura Lane Kent. Right? Right? I'm going to give you a second to Google it. Um, And looking at the side-by-side between Laura and Sasha... It's fucking spot on. My God, I love it. And it explains also the suit a hell of a lot more. She is a, she is of the House of L. She is a Kent. And she's not like the Supergirl that we would know as like, oh, this is Kara L. And she's come before him, but he got stuck in the Phantom Zone and all of, like the normal Supergirl backstory. She's not a, of a different Earth or whatever. She Well, she probably will be of a different Earth because we're doing Flashpoint. But she is Laura Lane Kent. And I, I like the direction that they're going with this because this is going to give us something totally different that we haven't experienced yet. Something new, a narrative that we haven't like fucking beaten to death so i actually am now more excited to see what this supergirl has to offer i haven't read many i haven't read any stories with laura like kit so i'm gonna go ahead and, and look her up give her a little bit of a back um back read so dope 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 um for anybody else who's like this is not supergirl shut the fuck up and read comics 
That's all I have to say. Like the the creator of the character has come out and like this is Supergirl. Fuck off, guys. So yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with this. Speaking of excited, I actually got a chance to watch Luca over the weekend, and oh my god, guys, this is such an amazing movie. I definitely encourage you to watch Luca. It's a loving, touching story about friendship, about freedom, about a lot of things that you wouldn't think would touch your heart or wouldn't think you would get into with the Pixar movie. It's dope. They have this wonderful way um, of just introducing normal ash like things that are like normal that would be very poignant and like talked upon in other movies like the father in luca the father of the little girl in the fishing town he just has he has one arm and um one of the little boys alberto's like well what happened he's like it got bit off by a sea monster and he was like what really he was like no no no. i was just bored this way just bored with one arm they literally normalize a disability to where like he can function and do whatever he needs to do in his life without having to feel as if he's handicapped. He's a normal, loving, caring father. He he doesn't have a very toxic um, output or, or outlook on things. He really cares about what his daughter thinks. He actually cares for the boys. Like It's a lovely thing. And you also learn that... She doesn't live with him all the time. She lives with her mother. And that is also an example of a healthy co-parenting system where, again, we don't, ha- we don't have to touch and harp on it. It's just there. It's normal. Kids live like this nowadays. And, like, uh, there are other messages and other things that go throughout go throughout Luca. And these are two things that I picked up on. I didn't, it wasn't even things that were stressed in the story. So you'll, you'll love Luca. Please go give it a watch. It's on Disney plus streaming. Now watch it with yourself, watch it with your kids, watch it, with whatever you want to watch it with. It's a great movie for everybody. It is friendly neighborhood nerd approved. <laughs> all right. And finally, we actually got a sneak peek look um, because we all got those, those sneak looked photos at um, Zachary Levy's, Shazam suit so now we have a look at the whole family and they look fucking bomb everybody's reprising their role from the first Shazam movie um so yeah you guys definitely definitely don't want to miss what's going to happen in the Shazam 2 sequel um I'm ready for it I'm ready so yeah I can't, uh, I'm going to, no, no, you you guys can probably find it. Go ahead and check Twitter, check the internet, check Google. Just check out Shazam Family. These suits look amazing. They all have gotten updated. So, yeah, so I'm hyped. All right, so with that being said, we're going to go ahead and get into a musical break. Um, It is my homie, my mentor, one of the big, one of the big dogs around here in Duval and podcasting, Mr. Al Pete. This is, he just finished up a set um, with Verbal Essence, and I, definitely had i was inspired i'm going to definitely play one of his songs for you guys tonight um this is b-a-b-n be a better neighbor or be a better nigga whichever you prefer <laughs> see you guys after the break all right yeah i, I got some, i got a chain on right now you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's cool to cop but more important it's loyalty make going? sure we take care of business make sure we pushing this culture forward make sure we leaving you got in yeah you got in Make sure you leave that door wide open for the next generation. That's not just be a kid and blow the whole thing. Home house. 
Yeah, I remember sitting on the hood of a car Talking to my ex who I thought had next I'm 24, matter of fact I was 22, I had the blues because I was black A college dropout, paying supportive set of dues I asked my shorty where you wanna be at 40 She said I simply want a nigga to adore me She's saying this being comfortable at a mama house I'm at my mom's too, yet we splurging when we going out I caught my first thousand dollars, a nigga trying to invest But she just wanna have fun and have shit swinging her neck This matter right here, Lord, was so complex Walk out that door and live or stay for some okay sex That in-house pussy pushed me right out the door My first gig was a wedding, now we at 24 A nigga won't bore you, but the coral of this story Most niggas all good where they at I leave them snoring And that don't mean that it's a loss for love I just got a loss for words Why my own people wanna be absurd and inappropriate Instead of focus on that go and get Get you the right companion And go and sit down for 10, 20, 30 plus For what it's worth Help out your homies Have it the way they can buy you lunch I keep providing the supper I wouldn't have it no other way With them in my community Yeah And that's the true way to be an innovator with my art, you see I'm trying to get my full security Raise them up from their puberty Excluding all scrutinies I just want my mom and their family Yeah, and true and Dean They had no regards for taking charge Of their blooming dreams And all respects to my ex But my steps differ This goes without being said Just wanted to be a better nigga One, two, one, two B-A-B-N, nigga All the time, don't just be a nigga, be a better nigga, you know. Mm. Uncle Al on y'all ass, what's up? I'm just saying, it's regular shit. Hey, thank you guys for joining me back here again on Bobo's Block. Um, so yeah, <sighs> let's go ahead and get into it. So this week's Nerdgasm, as you saw, is titled Heroes Don't Do That. And if you guys have been on Twitter, Instagram, well, not even Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or so, and a couple of other places, I've been, I've even seen it talked about on other podcasts that aren't nerd and geek culture podcast. Um, <laughs> but there was a story that came out last week um, in Variety. And in Variety, they were talking about shows like WandaVision and Umbrella Academy and and um, Harley Quinn that pushed the envelope of television today. And honestly, we you can't deny what they're saying here. Um, but in Harley Quinn's interview, something was very in- interestingly said. They, they basically told um, the creators that they couldn't do a particular scene between Batman and Catwoman that involved... Um, sexual intercourse. It was it was giving Catwoman head. He was giving her oral sex, and the reasoning behind that was so crazy. So, 
I want to read off the direct quote from the article. It says, it's incredibly gratifying and free to be using these characters that are considered villains because you just have so much more leeway with them, says Harpern. Um, A perfect example is that in the third season of Harley, when we had a moment before Batman was going down on Catwoman and DC was like, oh, you can't do that. You absolutely can't do that. They're like, heroes don't do that. So we said, are you saying that heroes are just selfish lovers? And they were like, no, it's that it's not that at all. It's that we sell consumer toys for heroes. And it's hard to sell a toy if Batman is also going down on someone. And in the words of one of my favorite comedians in a random bit, who told you that? Who told you that preposterous hypothesis? Was it Steve? The fuck's he got to do with it? kind of a rapping name is Steve anyway Steve <laughs> but let's get into this let's get into this because the internet damn sure did we had <laughs> hilarious discussions amazing threads about what heroes do and don't do because let's start off honestly with the beginning of this that heroes don't do sex or heroes don't go down on their on their significant others what the fuck was Tom King's Batman Catwoman then, bro? Um, there's a whole comic where Batman and Catwoman have sex, and he goes down on her. Like, it's canon, as Zack Snyder has said um, as well. Like, yo, like it's crazy to think that people really are out here having these holier-than-thou thoughts about the heroes and people they portray because someone said it perfectly that, yes, you can... You can have Batman snap somebody's arm and like put someone in a hospital and do all this and that. And the third, the violence be damned, but oh, don't let him have sexual intercourse with Selena Kyle. That is off the books because heroes don't do that. And I call bullshit because we shouldn't be that comfortable with violence and all of the gratuitous like nature of what Batman brings because Batman is a uh, technically. He's he's one of my favorite heroes, but he's a fucking menace. Like he's like he be out here breaking niggas' bones and ribs and shit, and it's crazy. Like it, and we're okay with that, but nope. Here we are. Batman can't be having sex and shit. Like that's the one thing that I hate about the narrative of heroes don't do that because they apply that to a lot of shit. Heroes don't grow up. Heroes don't have children. Heroes don't get married. They don't do that. It's sex now. Like it's sex right here. But also again, like I said, they can apply that to a lot of shit. There are a lot of heroes who live their lives and we enjoy seeing them in normal human situations such as having sex with someone you love. Like um, there was great examples of Hank Pym being the one um, coming out of the covers when him and Janet were still together. There's been, um, again, like I said, touts back to the Batman Catwoman comic book. And like I said, there is a lot of things that we can that we can look to when we give these huge, like these, these comic book characters traits and characteristics that we can actually relate to him being holier than thou and never having sex can probably explain why Batman is always so fucking angry. If heroes don't do that, Batman has a lot of pent up frustration and that's why he punches random ass people in the back alleys because they stole a TV. Like, Batman needs sex and Batman needs therapy. Those are two things that are constant now. Like (laughs) DC's like, oh, we can't sell toys. We can't sell toys. Honestly, 
that has been one of my biggest gripes when it comes to adaptations or things of that nature. They're always tying it to toy sales. A lot of the greatest shows in my childhood were canceled because the fucking toy sales didn't reach the numbers that they wanted. And I hate it. I hate it with the passion because we're not out here to fucking buy toys. I know that's how you get your bread and butter. There has to be a better way to monetize these goddamn shows because the toy sales there there's came a point where children don't play with action figures anymore. They don't play with the traditional standard of toys that we used to in the nineties, in the eighties, in the seventies, in the sixties. They don't have that same like setup now. There's no Toys R Us. There's no no real big like um rush to get to the toy aisle of Walmart. There's no real big thing to oh buy this 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 hot new toy that's coming out for Christmas. There's no real urgency behind it. Kids don't care about toys because they have iPhones. They have Androids. They have tablets. They have everything that they've ever wanted at their fingertips. They have an infinite wealth of knowledge, videos, and distractions galore right at their fingertips. They don't need toys. They want cool ass shows. They want to be able to watch these dope heroes and dope um, villains or whatever and just enjoy it. They don't have to have a, a coinciding toy line to that that takes your parents into like hundreds of dollars in debt just trying to please and appease you. Even when I did get the toys, I didn't play with them forever. I played with them for like a couple of weeks here and there, and then they got lost in a pile of junk that was in my room. Like the toys have never been the actual bread and butter for kids. It's always been the bread and butter for companies, corporations. They're the ones who have pushed this narrative that the toys, the kids want toys. We don't give a fuck about toys. We didn't give a fuck about toys. Like they were cool. I was happy when I got a toy, but like I could play imaginary with my friends and get the same results. Like it's, bananas but just slapping the label of heroes don't do that on this and that that's the whole end all be all heroes don't do that heroes do a lot of fucking things and sex is one of them it's been proven many times over again that there are people who are just out here fucking like they're they're they they always try to stave off the inevitable of like a relationship going into a point where like oh they're going to be intimate and there are if or if they like do a little thing where they cut away and they come back or whatever and like oh they have kids now how the fuck did they get kids they had sex they have to have some normalcy about them like and it's not just oh little children are reading little kids aren't watching harley quinn if your child is watching harley quinn one kudos but two dude stop them like (laughs) stop letting them watch harley quinn bro it's not a show for kids um (laughs) and if you do like the preposterous notion that heroes don't do that it really gets to me because we've seen Batman's dick. We've seen Batman have sex with Catwoman. Batman has a cloned son that was that was done by him literally getting milked and raped in a in a goddamn desert. Like Batman has broken those bounds of like the whole sexual thing. Like he is a sexual being. And in a sense, like it's literally crazy that you're just 
sitting here reading this like, oh, yeah, 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 we, we don't we don't want to do that because how could we sell toys? And the kids will be like, ooh, Batman did a naughty thing with Catwoman. They don't know because they're not supposed to be fucking watching Harley Quinn. Again, go read Tom King's Batman Catwoman and go read Rooftops part one and part two and to see the infamous scenes of Batman and Catwoman getting down. It's lovely. It would have brought a, lo- a level of a brevity to Harley Quinn because Batman is like the straight laced character in that, in that show and seeing him be a little bit human, be a little bit loose because Selena is one weakness that he has, man. It, it literally it's crazy. So <laughs> there's been hashtag started of heroes don't do that and Batman goes down and we've had the conversations over and over and over again because like again it's preposterous to think that none of these heroes can be really human they can't really do the things that we do like and yeah you mean oh well we do more than sex and like they do like but it, it's it's right now what we're talking about Batman should be allowed to have a very intimate moment with Catwoman on this hilarious satirical fucking show to give some brevity of the character that is so Harley, I'm going to take you in like it, it's 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 crazy to think that they would say no to this when we've literally melted people to death on this show. This show has been one of the craziest and gory adaptations of dc continuity ever and like again they've taken violence to a brand new level but be damned if you show batman going down on a on a um on a cat on catwoman they've showed harley and um poison ivy kiss but they're villains that's different again heroes don't do that and it will always be something that really is fucked up at its core because Heroes are more than just their virtuous morals and shit. Yeah, Batman can't shoot a gun, but he can definitely break your neck. Yeah, Batman can't can out here have sex, but he definitely has a, a kid running around. And he definitely be out here as Bruce Wayne as a Playboy billionaire. Someone also brought that up. Bruce Wayne is a Playboy billionaire philanthropist who frequently goes home with women goes home with women and they wake up in his bed what have they done in the what are they doing in the bed what are they doing in the bed i think they've had fucking sex that is it the end all be all it's just respectability bullshit politics when you're just like oh we can't have batman shoot like no 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 fuck that let these villains and let these heroes be human that's the one lining trait that they have left that keeps us relevant to them. Because if not, these characters get boring. These characters get to a point where you don't really care because like, there's nothing to connect with this person. Like again, like Bruce is multifaceted and they have to be able to embrace that on any adaptation, not just certain ones, not just in comic books, not just in movies, but in every adaptation if Zack Snyder were to come to them and be like, I want to show Bruce Wayne and, or I want to show Batman going down on Selena the cow. They were probably like, yeah, go ahead, Zack, make sure it's gritty. Like let it happen. Just let it happen and see, see what the reaction is. It wouldn't be bad. This writing team has been gold from jump. 
Harley Quinn is one of the best DC animated shows that has come out in the last couple of years. I'm very happy with the casting. I'm very happy with the story arcs. And I like I say, I hate the, the, the avail- availability of it, but now it's on HBO Max. Everyone gets to enjoy who has HBO Max. But again, just to say that you're shooting down an idea because heroes don't do that is fucking stupid, DC. And... You, I'm glad that the internet called you guys out on that shit. You really needed to have this wake up call that people don't care and they and they want to see more humanized characters. And again, toy sales don't matter. We're gonna buy these expensive ass fucking figurines, and we're the adults. The kids aren't buying these stuff. The adults are. The adults are gonna be like, well, he was going down on that one woman. I guess I wouldn't buy Timmy that little Batman doll with the kung fu break, <laughs> kung fu throat grip action. Like, no, like they don't give a fuck. Like, parents are like, I just need to get this so my kid can shut up. I just need to buy this so my child could leave me alone. Um, there's some nostalgia for some parents. Like, oh, this is Batman was my first superhero. He could be also yours. Like, there are different things and different reasons why we buy toys for kids. And that's because we're not thinking about random one-off adaptations where Batman goes down on Catwoman. So, yes, heroes do that. They always have... They always will, especially when you have great writers behind what the hero is doing. Nothing should be stifled in this nature. And honestly, I'm happy that the Internet has been on the same page for once on this topic. There hasn't been one person that like, what? Yeah, Batman shouldn't be going down on Catwoman. Think of the children like that. Everyone's like, this is stupid. Let Batman eat. (laughs) Let Batman eat Catwoman's cat. Like, bro, come on. So, yes. I think that's about all I have to say on this subject. Um, you guys tell me how you feel about the whole heroes don't do that. Check out the hashtag. Check out the comments. Check out the articles from Variety and all that good stuff. And, yeah, like, let's have a discussion about it. Let's talk about it. <sighs> Man, so, of course, you know, I'm your friendly neighbor, Nerd the Bobo, and you can find me everywhere where you can stalk your ex on social media. That is IG and Twitter at BoboFNN. You can find me on Facebook at your friendly neighborhood nerd you can find me on youtube at the friendly neighborhood nerd um babo and of course like i said check me out on patreon patreon.com forward slash babo that's patreon.com forward slash b-o-b-b-o i just dropped a new episode of the patreon exclusive show kicking it for you guys um i mean be posting a lot more frequently on there it's going to be on a weekly basis um there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be coming out you guys on patreon we're getting first looks at merchandise and other dope things that i've been kind of setting in the works and kind of toiling around in my brain been noodling over it um so yeah i want to thank you guys again for joining me here this week for this um nerdgasm and for this episode in general i am over the moon right now um there's a lot of stuff going on with me but this keeps me grounded keeps me sane so yeah whoo i think that's gonna be about it guys until next week or until next time i step behind the mic again i have to remember can't promise next week because Young, you never know what happens, bro. So, yeah, next time I step behind the mic, I will kick it with you guys on the next episode. Peace.